You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene, and we are also part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. I'm Wole, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Jeezy. What is all this? What's happening? That's the Randy Orton, bro. Oh, it's like this, though. Isn't it like this? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the whole thing. I'm virtual, bro. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know what's happening, bro. Hey, listen, bro. Thank you for joining us, those who are watching. There are a lot of Commanders pods and shows, a lot of HBCU pods and shows. It's a lot of Wizards pods and shows, but we are all of that in one, my guys. It's nothing like us out here, man. You're in the right place. Trust me. Real talk. We are, man. Originality, bro. I don't even know what you're doing. I ain't, I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a lot of... Like, either, let's, let's put it in the context of even in the area, right? And everybody gets hyped about the NFL draft and this, that, and the other. But no one talks about the, like, or the combine. But no one talks about the combine that, that, that went down during this week, right? Like, you can listen to the radio and no one's talking about it in terms of putting a, 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 a professional spin on it, right? A team professional spin on it and say, hey, they can get one of these kids or that kid. We're the only ones doing it. I kind of exactly. like that. I kind of like that. It's, it's, it's a unique show, bro. Like I said, I'm biased, of course, but I'm just saying if you're here, you're in the right place because we're going to talk all that tonight. Going to talk all of it. Well, I'm not going to jump ahead, though, brother. <laughs> not going to jump ahead. I'm excited, though. It's, I know. I can tell. Good. You know what I'm saying? I can tell. But let's get into the particulars. Um, Amplifier Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kine Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're not watching us on YouTube, go over to YouTube, subscribe <laughs> to our channel. Don't forget to hit us up on X at Urban Sports Scene, also on IG at Urban Sports Scene, and also visit our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. All right, let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the we'll talk about possible commanders prospects from the HBCU combine with Adam Anieber from the Burgundy and Gold Report. Then finally, we'll debate whether the Washington Wizards should make a play for Mike Budenholzer after the season. Budenholzer was the f- former coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were waiting on, actually waiting on, I would guess. <laughs> hey, we, we, we could start We could start without him. If actually, you want, truth, be told, truth be told, we really could. All right, so, Ray, you, you want to jump into it? I can jump into it because, hey, hey, Paul, what's good, bro? What's up, Paul? Uh, what's up, baby? Hey, hey, thanks for rocking with us. Hey, Paul, I don't know if you're on this HBCU tip or not, but, Paul. He watches our clip, know. though. Paul will. He will watch. He will research some of these players. Real talk. I know, I know Paul is on is, is up on everything commanders. So you know the, yeah. the, what the commanders need. We we yeah. already know that. <laughs> we know but, that. Um, well, hey, as we talk about the HBCU combine, of course, which which went down this week, as you mentioned, I was excited about one dude. You know who that is. Uh yeah. of course he had the fastest 40 time there, Eric yeah. Smith from FAMU. FAMU yeah. was the best HBCU football team. And remember when we had this past season, remember we had yeah. Antoine Bethea on. And he talked about how you have to be the you have to be the best. You have to stand out yeah. when you're playing at a smaller school, especially HBCU, if you want to get drafted. And I just right. thought about it. Think about Willie Simmons. Yeah. Willie Simmons, his background, the style that they played, the defensive style they played, and also what he's already done. The people he's placed in the league. You got Marquise Bell, Isaiah Land. He's already got the results. He's got the pedigree. So you would want somebody from his program. And it's not just about the speed. It's about footwork. It's about IQ. I think, and it's also the story off the field. I told you that that I I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and I'm rooting for this young man to succeed. Similar to, if you're familiar with a local guy, I shouldn't call him local, but he's a DMV dude that played uh, at Jackson State last year, nicknamed Nugget. Um, same thing, man. Worked hard, very athletic, DB, and uh, he actually did spend some time in the NFL training camp. And I'm hoping that it'll be the same for Eric Smith out of FAMU coming up. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I actually was looking. I'm actually want to pull the clip. I was looking at him, watching him earlier. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Big pick. Um, he had a big pick. He had two picks in this game, actually. Um, I think this is. Yeah, I think this is the game against Bethune. Could be wrong. I think it's Bethune. Um, and he had two picks in this game. Um, yes, yeah, so he's like you mentioned four, th- four, three. Was that four, three 
I mean, four point three, four four three two, in the um in the combine, I believe he ran. Um, yep. Everybody, um, one of the best. Play, if you look at where he he was all swack, so he's all swack performer, first team all swack. Um, he's a guy that I think because of that four three speed definitely is on, is, is on everybody's radar. Radar, no doubt. He stood and, out. He, he stood, stood out. out. He's so, a story. To your to your point, right? He is definitely somebody to look for, um, look towards seeing. I mean, hopefully in the next level, and he, hopefully on this team for the Commanders. To be honest with you, because you need that type of speed on, on, you know, for this team. But let me introduce our guest because he thinks he's in the building yes, uh, right now. We have Adam Aniba from the Burgundy and Gold Report on the pod. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's going what's on? What's going on, man? Adam breaks down college players, including HBCU players as well. Hey, Adam, what's good, my man? Good man, been crazy busy, but you know, I'm starting to get into that small school. Just started <clears throat> looking at the kid from South Dakota the other day, really diving into the HBCU. I like to wait, those are the ones I like to wait on, let them play out, just not mm-hmm. just try to get game film, but you know, let the offseason play out a little bit, like the combine stuff mm-hmm. like that, before I get to them. But yeah, I, I, there's a couple that I, I definitely have my eye on that you know, you mentioned. All right, so let's get let's get into it. Um, so Ray mentioned, but you know, like I, like we talked about it earlier, the combine went, which start started in New Orleans Monday. There were some guys that to me had impressive showings. Uh, you had North Carolina Central uh, quarterback uh, Davis Richard. Um, then you had FAMU cornerback Ray. We talked about him, Eric Smith, just to name a few. Uh, we, you know, obviously we covered the Commanders. Uh, from the folks that that attended the combine, which player do you think is the best fit for the com- for the Commanders? Well, I'll say best fit and biggest need. And it's not just starters, it's depth. <laughs> and it's going to be a broken record, but offensive line. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, so no matter what you get in the drafts, starting left tackle, starting right, this team needs a lot of players, like 10, 11 linemen, in my opinion. Like, uh-huh. Cosme is one of the few keepers. I'm really purging everybody. Um, and I, I think they <clears throat> will end up doing that. But um, no, this kid, Anim Dankwa from Howard, dude is a monster. It was like uh-huh. six, six foot eight and change. He's played left tackle uh, for three years straight, but I have him on the right side. And I just okay. think, you know, he just has some, you know, some issues with um, uh, he does struggle to redirect. Um, he it, it, it throws off his leverage because, you know, he's such a big man. So mm-hmm. that's something that's going to probably take two or three years. But I just love his ceiling right now as a swing tackle right away. That's what I love about the small school guys and the HBCU guys. I'm not just saying you're going to get him. Develop them for three years on the bench yeah. or practice squad. I want to see them who could be in the swing tackle mode. And I think he's a guy that you talk about bringing on goal line, you know, uh-huh. with uh, what they're trying to build right now. I really like it. And I'll tell you what I like about him. Um, he immigrated with, from Canada, I think. Um, and he's a soccer player, basketball. I mm, love that in offensive lineman because I think that just shows, you know, better bend, more athleticism. But, you know, he's strong to boot. You know, the crazy thing is you look at him and you think he's just going to absolutely dominate in the run game and need work in the pass game. But it's almost the other way around right now. Um, he's He has that intensity, you know, that need. But when he's blocking, he's just a little high. But I'm telling you, you get this kid on next level, next level get proper NFL coaching because he's got the intensity. And again, mm-hmm. three-year starter at left tackle. Regardless, people, the layman fans really just focus on level of competition. But oh, yeah. offensive line is something this offseason I've had to watch more than ever. That's the most, the majority of, not majority, but probably more than a third of my scouting reports so far. Mm. So I'm really getting to like know what to look for. And it's weird because when you're watching skill positions, you're looking at like big plays. To, with the big guys, you're really just looking at them on the film. You're not looking at all what's going on. You're looking, how are they assisting the guy next to them? You know, their technique, their bend, their kick slide, you know, what they're going. So it's it's something totally different for me. But one, I might be wrong. Again, all the experts are, you know, the hit or miss rate is pretty high. But mm-hmm. this kid, I think <clears throat> to get him in right, way, right away, he's not an option that you can slide in. So that's something you have to be comfortable with. Uh-huh. And that's why I don't think, you know, you probably don't invest a draft pick, maybe late six, seven. So I do see him draftable, but uh-huh. you're not going to be able to move him inside. So that's a one position guy. He's right tackle and you just got to be patient, to develop it. But man, talk about Washington to me right now. That's the perfect guy you use on that late round pick. Ooh, so, you, so, you know, a lot of times it's wild. A lot of times for you guys like that. Um, because of competition, a lot of people want to slide him in the guard and thinking there'll be a nice, nice slotted guard. Do you think right. so? You're saying that he's only in one position, he wouldn't be able to, just, yeah. To no, be- I don't, I don't think so. If the size right. is an issue, that's you know, six foot eight, you know, the bend on NFL level, he's just they're just gonna take him out on his, they're just gonna take his legs out from him, you know, he's gonna, mm-hmm. he's he won't be able to do much, but on the right side, I think he can maul, you know, you, you know, we talk about that kid, um, 
blanking on his name. They call him Thanos from Ohio State last year. He went to Cleveland. Yeah, um, about, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody about, said, you know, that kid, oh, he's not going to do I'm telling you, he's going to get better and better every year. And that's, I don't say comp, but that's the closest, I think, mm-hmm. when I watched the both of them. Like, you know, again, Dankwa, he needs a lot more refinement, but again, way more athletic than that kid. You know, his soccer background, I, I, I was able to find on the on, on huddle and a couple of things and playing soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look for footwork. My father was a professional soccer player, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm not a big soccer guy, but it impresses me when I see quick footwork. And a guy was at 6'8", 350 or whatever he is. Man, it's impressive. So. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. And I, I didn't see the com- full combine list. I wasn't sure if he's invited to the NFL combine. Um, but if he isn't, isn't a travesty. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know he's in the senior bowl. I was, he was in the senior bowl. I thought, yeah. I thought he was. I'm going to look that up while, while, while you guys can appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so crazy. I'm, I have like they number one, like they released the combine list two weeks before. And like someone like me, who's in the middle of evaluations to mm-hmm. stop and like, okay, now let's figure out. Man, they need to change that. <laughs> they need to make it, it, it. You know, Bucky Brooks and them were saying the same thing when I was listening to them move mm-hmm. the sticks. I was like, man, I couldn't agree more. We need at least a month, you know, to break to look at that list a little more and like pluck the guys that we think for you know the teams that we're we're, we're writing about. But um, mm-hmm. he should be invited because I think unlike a lot of those the guys at the um, that are going to be on the on the combine, the ones we know, I, I think you're just looking at him as. He's not a boomer bust guy. He's a guy that's going to have a career in the NFL, but could he surprise and be like one of the top right tackles in the NFL? You just you just don't know do you see it. But he's a guy, you know, I put in that worth developing range. Just just to, just for clarification, he has been invited to the NFL Combine. Yeah, uh, it looks like from what I'm seeing here, he might be the first in Howard history uh, to, to make that. So it's a big deal. Like I said, he's been in the, he's been on teams' radar since before the season started. And he's lived, he's lived up to the building, the running game, as Paul referenced. We had Eden James on this show. They they did a running back by committee, but that was but, part but, of but Jim Ian Willer. Yeah, both two. Yeah, mm-hmm. both those backs. Ian Willer, yep. sorry, Ian Willer, Willer. Both them, yes, both sir. good back. Um, oh, my Paul, bad. you got it. Yeah, I liked it. So Paul mentioned Tre- uh, Trevion Green uh, from Prairie View. Uh, he ran a four four three linebacker. Adam, that's another position. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild, but see, you got to look at before. See, for me, it's wild. So we all get fascinated with the 40, right? right. And, and it's right. deservingly so. It's, you know, it's 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 amazing. J- right? You try to jump in through. <laughs> I know, right? But you want your production on Saturdays. That's my whole thing. Does it match your production exactly. on Saturday? And exactly. a lot of the guys that ran, some guys who did run pretty well in the combine didn't really match what they did on Saturday. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And other than to what Ray's talking about, Eric Smith, who's mm-hmm. out at FAMU, he did match what he did on Saturdays. Um, Again, he was all swack. Is do you see like that being a position? Not to say, not you know, a lot of these kids, some of these kids, is unfortunate, may not be drafted, but being right. a, sometimes being a drafted free agent is much better. Right. Um, I had a friend who was an undrafted free agent, and he he preferred that more than being drafted, period, because he got to dictate where he went and right. he worked to deal with a team or whatever. So, a guy like Eric Smith, do you feel like he could be a potential? player that the, that the commanders could kind of um, eye on secondary wasn't that good last season so i'm just saying like maybe but without a doubt i think mm-hmm. there's not one position on this team they couldn't use some more depth than you know an ad because you, you know you even you, you you go through wide receiver they're losing samuel you know you go through safety yeah. they could be losing curl you know you look at cornerback they're losing fuller so it's like mm-hmm. you can look at really every position and think yeah they definitely could and what I love about, you know, it's a wait and see approach. We're not going to get crazy, but the coaching staff they're developing, they're bringing in a lot of former players. That's a lot, you know, the, the mold that, you know, they like they did in Detroit had success. So I think that they're bringing ideologies together and they're going to build around the type of players. So mm-hmm. they've been saying it all off season. It's not going to be about, you're going to adjust to our system. We're going to incorporate you if we like you enough. So if you have guys from the HBCU level, just like you said, a lot of them are going to become undrafted. But yeah. the, the beauty of that is Washington is going to be really attractive because I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities because they're going quarterback in the first round. So yeah. who do they have at cornerback and cornerback safety, linebacker, offensive line that it's like, OK, well, I'm not going to beat those guys out. You know, you're going to see guys mm-hmm. like Leno cut, you know, uh, uh, Logan Thomas is going to get cut. Those, I definitely think those are cap casualties. So. It's all up in the air. Out of any team in the NFL right now, I think this is the best situation for a small school or HBCU kind of prospect. Cool. Got a question for you guys, cool. both of you. The fact that Marquise Bell, out of fam, you played with Dan Quinn and was a significant contributor oh, last as year. a young player, do you yeah. think that makes, a, a, I guess, 
a difference in terms of your thinking as maybe Dan Quinn will sign some undrafted free agents from the smaller schools, including HBCUs, like just just at the lower level. General, general. Um, I think I think to me to me the NFL is such it's so different from basketball, right? Like, and we said this before, like the NFL is all about like talent. Like, they don't care where you come from. Like, Mm because because one, you have the under, you have you have seven rounds in NFL draft, right? Then you have the undrafted free agent, the undrafted route, and it's some of these and a lot of coaches, depending on what your program is. They'll give an undrafted individual so much attention if they if they balling out in training camp, mini camp, training camp, um, and also they show it. They keep they keep showing you progression and they showing you work and value. That they'll look at some of their own players and be like, you know what? I'd rather have that kid on my team compared to like somebody who is like well renowned or whatnot. So to me, yeah, I think that he would definitely have that outlook and to say, all right. You know, I, I I would want a kid from a, a HBCU if he's balling out in camp. You know what I mean? I think that's very that could definitely happen. Look at even Seattle. When you look at uh, where um, I think I want to say was it Browner? Yeah, Browner was from the CFL. Browner, like how he became a starter. That's under Dan Quinn, right? Yeah, Browner coming from the CFL and he's getting that opportunity. So I'm just saying, like to me, with Dan Quinn's track record. I think if you ball out and you play hard and they play with what we saw with uh, Joe Witt was talking about. Um, and start playing with that mentality and that rep, that that violence. I think, yeah, definitely. I feel like, especially on the defense, I do think I, that's better. I talked to a friend of mine <clears throat> who's really into analytics. You know, that's I'm, I'll admit I'm totally ignorant to that. And what he, he told me about the whole thing about analytics, he says, You have guys that come on undrafted free agents again, like you said, that's a good position for you know teams to be to players to be in. But what he said that was interesting to me is. Don't sleep on the factor that, okay, HBC level, small school level, they see guys that were in the best of the best of the competition they played with, not focusing mm-hmm. on how low it is. Like, you know, I interview Kyle Dugger, you know, guys on division yeah. two, three, you know, they're looking, how did, did they shine? Were they leaders? Did they dominate? So what you're going to have is if you pluck a bunch of guys from the best, you know, HBCU program, small school programs, you know, South Dakota state, you know, their right tackle, left tackle, one I just wrote about, both of them are going to be on teams. Like, you're able to do that in the late round undrafted free agent. You've got four or five years if they beast out to even have to consider paying them more than the veteran, the, the rookie minimum, not veteran yeah. minimum. So that's going to be a big part of what you see in Washington. So I see, I think when you have depth players, we've been seeing nothing but SEC picks for a long time. And I, you know what I think that has to do with a friend of mine, a scout, was mm-hmm. a lot of times that's just guys like, I only know the best, so I'm only going to look at the best. The True. best scouts are the ones that really just spread themselves around able to look on every level for, you know, Troy University, there's this pass rusher over there this year. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but this kid absolutely dominated 17, 18 sacks. Like these are the kind of guys you want to look at, interview them and say, do they have that mentality? And I think that's what Quinn's going to bring. You know, he was, he, we all, you know, like the kid, in De- the kid in Detroit to be the possible head coach. But I honestly think with Quinn, yeah. you're going to have a lot more of a collective and it's going to either work or it's going to fail. But I, I think it has a strong possibility of doing better than anything Washington has done coaching wise. And I think Peters, he's had more, you know, a lot of people focus on the Lance, the Trey Lance uh, issue in San Francisco. That was lynched um, again, but how many teams are going to blow that? You know, a lot of teams are going to go all out for that quarterback, see what they can do, but the good teams are evaluated those mid to late round draft picks. You know what I mean? You know, you look at the middle linebacker for them, you know, you just look at, you know, Purdy, everybody knows that, you know, that's lightning in a, in a barrel right there, bottle right there. But he had a track record, even in Denver, wherever he was advising, they did good in those mid-round picks. And I think people talk about Washington needs to hit on their draft picks. To me, it's important to hit early, of course, with the quarterback, but they got to hit on those mid-round to late-round picks early on. Otherwise, it's going to be like a two, three-year process, but that's the way that you can turn around things real quick. Yeah, I'm with Paul. I mean, Paul mentioned, let me, let me pull this up too, um, actually, on the comments. Uh, Paul pulled, he said, uh, yeah, y'all think Green could play safety in the NFL, same build as Quan Martin. Yeah, I do. I think with that type of speed, um, but that's that, it depends what, what kind of safety you're trying to look at. You know what right. I mean? Um, if you're playing li- playing linebacker in college and then playing safety in the NFL, it's totally different. But, yeah, this, I mean, who? I don't know. It's hard to gauge one kid's work ethic, right? Right. That's pretty much what it is. It's all about – having the will and the, the the study room to say, you know what, I'm moving from linebacker to safety, which is totally different. It's just a, it's, it's a different animal. You're going yeah. from seeing wide receivers. I mean, you're going to see tight ends, wide receivers at the, at the, at the most elite level in the NFL. 
Adam, so, real quick, how important is this first draft for the new regime, including the coaching staff? Man, it's huge, but it's going to be huge at free agency because mm. this can't be a free agency where they just sit in their hands and spend a little money here on mid-level guys. I, I think there has to be some splashes going into the draft because otherwise you're going into the draft having to address a lot of positions. If you can make like two splashes, you know, a lot of your cap, you know, curls one of them, I'll include him. So two big splashes. I think you can go into the draft after you get your quarterback. You have that ammo to move around, move up, move back. So I think those are going to be the type of moves that define this team. But again, I, I, I feel bad for the fans that really think that they're going to trade back or they're not going to go quarterback because <laughs> I, I think there's no way that they don't go quarterback. And then the rest of the draft is really just about building that team. It just makes too much sense. So, so Adam, speaking of safety, you mentioned Cam Curl. See, I like Southern safety, uh, uh, Carter Jordan. I've been talking about him on X. The buoy transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's actually, you know, from us and he's actually from, I'm kind of boosted. He's actually from the area too. He's from Charles County. So he's close yeah. to the area. Um, but he, <laughs> but he also, he ran a six, a six, a six, three, a six, well, sorry, a four, six, three, four, six, three. in the 40. Yeah. Four, six, three in the 40. Um, which I wasn't in love with, but again, I like I said earlier, sometimes doesn't know, it time, doesn't always translate. Yeah, it doesn't always translate, right? You know what I mean? So your thoughts on him. And that yeah, your thoughts on him. Yeah, you know, I, I think he came in, if I remember right, I looked at five eleven around mm -hmm. two hundred and change. Mm -hmm. But you know, you want to see, you know, the same idea with Forbes, you know, they want to get a guy that had you know create turnovers. You know, four interceptions last year for him, three interceptions the year before. You know, this guy's a graduate student, you know, smart, smart guy from you know the research I've done. Um, you know, and I think that He's the kind of guy that, you know, I think Danny Johnson's the last guy I evaluated from Southern. Mm -hmm. So, comp, no, I'm not going to comp the guys, but as far as the ceiling, I, that's where I could see him being is like a Danny Johnson type. And maybe if the cards go in the fall, right, have a little better career. But like, I think they're similar size, you know, option to really, you know, I'd like to see, you know, more tape before yeah. I say it. But, you know, can he be that guy in the slot? Because I think Washington is going to need that, you know, no matter who they have right now, they don't have a slot corner. Yeah. You know, I like your guy out of Michigan a lot. I wrote about him, you know, <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to be available. I feel like yeah, by draft time, someone's going to just draft him at the end of the first round or early of course, second. Of course. <laughs> but I think a slot corner, and I think, again, I want to watch more, but just from the limited stuff I've seen, you know, the four six three stuff, that can be overshadowed if you're covering a slot. Slot is about technique. And yeah. I think that, you know, what I've seen, I like his hands. I like the intelligence. You know, that's the thing that stands out of everything I read about him. It's almost like Kyle Hamilton, right? Not to say there's not, not I'm talking about the speed. No. Like, you know, no, you know what I mean? Like the speed, like how Kyle Hamilton, like everyone was in love with him until they saw his 40. Yeah. And, look then, what he did. Like, and yeah. then look what he did in the NFL. So I, that's why I'm kind of like, when it comes to 40 time, I'm kind of like, yeah. And then I, also I want to talk about it. So, you know, obviously Washington has, you know, you have Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. One of the, like who runs the spread offense and we, you know, and, Ray's seen this dude play, and he's and he's one of the he's the, he was the best player in the MEAC, to be honest with you. In uh, Davis Richard out of North mm -hmm. Carolina Central, Bell could Blake you see? Did. Yeah, could you see like you know undraft as undrafted or maybe late round pick a guy maybe as a project you could see you know Cliff Kingsbury saying, you know what? Let me try this kid out. Listen, I I, I watched you told, you sent me his name, so I watched a little of him today. I had some time. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I want to see more right now is I want to see a little better arm elasticity because I, I, I see it in him. I see it in some of the reps I've seen. It's 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 the motion. He's throwing back. And then I watched an interview with Steve White, which me and Doug on our podcast just had White and he was talking about this coming up. Um, he, mm -hmm. And um, so I think was it eight almost nine thousand career passing yards over two thousand twenty six. So yep. dual threat mold. Um, good size, though. 6'3", And again, we, I, you know, I mentioned Bell Glade. I lived in Florida for a little bit. So they impressed me down there because a lot of these, they have two seasons. So that's a lot of football that they play before they even get to the college level. So you, you look at their college, you know, career, how long they played. But then you got to remember in high school, they played a lot of football, you know, mm -hmm. they had four or five speed. So again, more than fast enough. This is a guy I, I would love to develop on the practice squad. Um, obviously, he's drawn comparisons to Tavares Jackson. That's the last HBCU quarterback to be drafted. And Tavares was was really athletic. I think he might be a little more of a natural athlete than, than Davis. But the thing about, I love about Davis is he gets better every season. Yeah, Every year he improves. And I think that that's what NFL coaches want to see. What hurt him, though, this season for me was he got hurt. In that yeah, UCLA he's missed a lot game. of games. 
He got hurt in that UCLA game where he was going to get a chance to display his talent against a top-level opponent, and that might have hurt his draft stock a bit. But I, I think overall, character plays a big role. I think he's a great kid. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking also, like, you know, we talked talking about this offense. We're sticking, we're sticking with this offense and Washington's offense. And doesn't I feel like they're going to lose Antonio Gibson. Like, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. He's not coming right. back. So I'm looking. So I was looking through, you know, throughout the combine, and I like this is there's a kid from Texas Southern in Ladarius Owens, and yep. he was he you know he he let, he led the, he had broke the school uh, the school record in rushing yards, um, and he was the best rusher out of Swack as well. And even you know, guy that you covered, X, um, got me Asias Guthrie, and you right. wrote mm-hmm. an article. X said that he is something special because he played against them. Um, I don't know if you had an opportunity to check him out. If you did, were you, if you have, what, what were your thoughts on it? Return or two, man. Not yeah. not not many returns, but was it seven for one thirty-two? Average yeah. just under nineteen point nineteen yards. Washington has no returners yes. right right now. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy. It's not just a practice squad to stash him. This is a guy. I think you give him a chance to play. You know, five nine, what two oh eight. So you know, not not tiny, not. You know, he's got enough build, so a little weight he needs to do. But I like his shiftiness, you know, from the little bit that I watched today of him. Yeah. I like his shiftiness, and I like I like the way he takes his angles, and that's, you know, from the returner background. I think give this kid more return opportunities, I think that's where he'll shine early on. And I think that's eventually where, you know, he'll end up getting reps. But with Washington, I think if it stands right now with Robinson and Rodriguez, you know, they need that change-up guy. You know, he's not the fastest guy. I don't know what yeah, he's Yeah, no. He ran like a Just, four, like a four six. I that's what say. I would have guessed. I would have yeah, guessed. Four, I would have guessed him in that four six range yeah. because you can see he doesn't have that straight line, but yeah. he's got that wiggle. And you know, I, I like the shiftiness of him. And uh, yeah, that's a guy I definitely would take as undrafted. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is like probably one more player that I want to mention because I don't know if you guys. Well, we ran out. We're talking about him, and if you don't, know, me and Ray can talk about him. He was Morgan, went to Morgan State safety actually. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, was it Tolls, right, Ray? Yeah, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Tolls. So mm-hmm. he transferred to LSU. So Ray, like, I mean, I call, I watched him, watched him play, I watched highlights on uh, of him, and then again, um, he's a big dude. He's a thumper, and I kind of think that Dan Quinn would love him. Yeah, <laughs> like he's a thumper. Dan uh, Quinn will love him, and he was. I mean, he's again, uh, definitely. He was all, um, all Miak, and also he was he was acknowledged as one of the better players in all the HBCU football. So, yeah, yeah like real right. So I think he would be a good fit too. A good, I'm gonna I mean, say this player. real quick. Dan Quinn likes to create turnovers. Jordan Tolls, Brandon Savage, those DBs yeah. for Morgan, they strike and they yeah. go for the ball. So no. I think he would be a good fit. Listen, the commanders have nowhere to go but up from where they are. So I think they should consider all options. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a good option, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. and I guess, I guess, uh, um, I guess in this game, this game right here, I think he had two interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. That game we just showed. So he had two picks. So yeah, I think he's a player definitely. But um, Adam, before we let you go, bro, um, what do you think? Do you do you see the commanders? And I guess I, I'm sure I'm sure I asked you earlier, but do you see the commanders drafting? A kid from out of the HBCU uh, circle, or do you feel that they'll just go the undrafted route and just wait their turn in the undrafted route? And again, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but like, you know, I, even if I don't watch, you know, film on, of course, all of them, I can't get to all of them. You know, I talk to people I train with and scouts and stuff. And there, this is just not the draft where, you know, they're seeing, you know, any guy that's really jumping out as a guy that, you know, you know, we talked about Joshua Williams. He went fourth round to Kansas yeah. City. You know, yeah, there's Kansas, really yeah. not one of those guys this year. You know, because he, you know, he dominated at Fayetteville State. Like, yeah. there's guys that look good, but I don't think that there's that that fire right now in the NFL scouts. Again, it's just a prediction. And I think the the kid I talked about, Dankwa, I think he's probably out of everyone coming out has the best chance of you know getting drafted. Mm. Probably like one of the last picks in the seventh round. But yeah, I think a lot of these guys you're going to see them battling for undrafted free agent. But again. Like you're talking about, that's not a bad thing. I think yeah. you know these are guys that can build the back end of your roster. And coaches like Dan Quinn, and you know, we'll see what we have in this defensive coordinator. But if they really, you know, can get these guys to play, I don't give a crap what level they're playing on. You know, if, if they're ready to hit, they're football football guys. You know, no. oh, I love, I love it, I, and I totally agree with you. Like, I do think there are years where certain players automatic, like they're they're higher picks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you mentioned Williams. He was one that people thought would be a second round pick. I even yeah. thought it would be a second round pick. I mean, even uh, you had uh, Shaq Leonard. He was the second. That's one I was trying to remember. Shaq that Leonard was, was like second HBCU round. Guy yeah. yeah. Shaq, I think Shaq was the second rounder, right? Yeah. Um, then you had, uh, even when I was younger, um, uh, Mathis. You know, out of Jack from Jack went to Jackson. Rasheem, Rasheem, Rasheem Mathis. Mathis. Nah, he, yeah. he was in Bethune. 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 Yeah, he went to Bethune. Yeah. So like, but those players were talked about throughout the whole process. So to your point, I do agree with you, Adam. That Thank you. It yeah, it's like not, it's not like other years, but you should still. But to but to raise to to where, but to your point too, that you are you always got a kid out there who's pretty willing to work harder than the next kid. And can be able to make a, a name for himself, like the kid that went to Jackson State was went to, went to Jackson State, who went to the Detroit Lions, and was was killing it with sacks. The linebacker, uh, the linebacker, yeah, James exactly. Houston, yeah, Houston, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, you just never know, you know what I mean? You never truly know. So, but to your point, I mean, but yeah, to, to like to, to to what we're all talking about, it's all about the dog and that kid, you know what I mean? So, hopefully, you know, hopefully this Commander squad. We'll be able to get one, you know. I mean, because we cover HBCUs and it'd be dope to kind of see one of these kids kind of make it out there. So, but Adam, before we let you go, how can folks catch you on social media and also catch your content? Appreciate it. this has been really good and insightful. To be honest, it's with always you, it's, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's always organized, and it's just like, to the <laughs> point. No That's why I like it. You know, you're the, I think we've done got a hundred together already. Um, but yeah, as always, uh, the Burgundy and Gold Report.com, You know. I do commanders articles, but in the off season, I do scouting reports. So my page is, you know, full of right now, we just did our fifth, 15 scouting report cool. on this kid Greenfield from South Dakota state. So I mix them in, you know, got some first rounders, fourth rounders, mid round, mm -hmm. just guys that I like as fits. But, um, you know, I'm also, you know, me and Doug McCray, uh, every Wednesday, um, draft on tap, you know, like I mentioned Steve white, we got a lot of guys are in PFF, you know, different, wherever we can get them to come on, but you know, just talking draft, you know, this is the time of the year I love. A lot of people just want to hurry and get to the draft. To me, I just want to drag the process out and get to the <laughs> um, because it's to me, to me, it's fun. It's it's yeah. it's fun, and the 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 not fun part is the social media part, you know, because of okay. course, you know, people are locked on to certain prospects, but that's why you have to throw a wide net and think of you know all kinds of positions, you know, and the way they uh, contribute. So the Burgundy and goldreport.com. Hey, Dujane showing you some love now. You see yeah. a lot of great info share, fantastic yeah. stuff. Hey, Dujane, go follow my man Adam, bro. Yeah, for real. Appreciate real talk. It. You know what I mean? He <laughs> said, nah, get, he said, get to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul, I see you, Paul. I see hey. you. I hey, see some, you. Some of, I know him as long as I've known you. I know, I know, I know. We know Adam. We know. Hey, Adam, man, thanks for being on, man. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> oh, Adam, cool guy. Hey, man. listen. Adam's always dope. The commanders dope, are always a, a hot topic in the offseason. I love when training camp starts. That's when the buzz is truly there. And then we see what really what really comes to light during the regular season. I don't even count preseason for real. But anyway, good stuff from Adam. It's some great HBCU prospects out there. The it fact is. they continue to, to get spotlighted on the NFL network and just That's on these good. in these bowl games and all, I just think it's amazing, man. Keep on following those guys. Mm -hmm. And we 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 look to see them do big things. And the commanders, they got their coach, Dan Quinn. Uh, hopefully for the long run. Well, I know you want to have some consistency, but a I team do. in Washington that does not have that consistency just yet are the Washington Wizards. And coming up in the offseason, they're gonna be looking for a coach and hopefully a championship level coach that's out there on the market. So we'll let yeah. No, man, you actually gave me this idea for this topic, no. right? Because I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I'm cute the buck, you did though. Like, and I was like, Daddy never thought about old boy, you know, but we're going to talk about him anyway. NBA champion, uh, champion coach Mike Budenholzer is uh, is on the market. And a lot of folks kind of like some folks aren't vibing this whole thing. I'm looking on X. They ain't vibing what we're talking about. But it's all good. The Washington Wizards, you know, coaching, uh, coaching job will probably be open. I don't see them keeping the interim, to be honest with you. Uh, so do you think Budenholzer would be a good move for the Washington Wizards, right? Okay. So when we started talking about this topic, just separate from social yeah. media. I had somebody hit me up immediately and said, it's too soon. They they, mm -hmm. they need to suck for at least two more years so they can stockpile draft picks, and then they can start to build a team, a la right. OKC. That, gotcha. that, that's what many people expect Winger to do, is build this similar to how OKC is built. Mm. And I'm like, dang, that makes sense. Because if you bring Budenholzer right now, which I like, by the way, if you bring right. him in now, uh-oh, Paul just chimed in. If you bring yeah, he, him in now, he's the one. Like, he's one of them. <laughs> if you bring if you bring him in now, 
and then they're still rebuilding and they're bad, then what yeah. then what then what? Do you do you fire him? Do you trust the process as Washington's owner is known for? Uh it's a tough <laughs> it's, it's a tough sell. But think about this. And, and I know we're gonna get to Bilal. Um Yeah, go ahead, go for it. Giannis had Arguably his best season, MVP season under Budenholzer. Budenholzer, his teams play defense. The Wizards have lacked defense for quite some time. I think it's a good move because where else do you go? Paul, you got uh, Mark Jackson? Yeah, yeah. He like Mark. Yeah, he like, yeah. Yeah, I put him out there. Mark Jackson is a a good name as well, but Mark Jackson didn't win a chip. I don't know. Uh, we we look for championships in DC, Paul. <laughs> but I mean, it's a good discussion. You know, I'm not opposed to anything for real, for real. I mean, it's it's the Wizards would, and the rebuilding. Yeah, I like. I he would, did. Um, he did build Golden State. I agree with that. Yeah, he did. Sure, it is facts. Um, he, he got he got done dirty there too. I he agree. got done real what, dirty. What about it? What about his broadcast partner, Paul Van Gundy? <laughs> Jeff, I like Jeff Stan. <laughs> nah, nah, Stan. Well. Gilbert Arenas hates that. If Doc Rivers keep getting the job, my dude, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just a job for somebody out there. Doc Rivers stay on, he stay on the block, and he still got a job, and he gets he gets good jobs too. He gets awesome jobs, man. Doc gets like the gets to. Hey, 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 I wanted Sam Cassell years ago. I feel See, like somebody was, put that out there on my on, on uh, X. Sam Cassell, go ahead. Somebody, but oh. when I thought about Boonhose, I'm like, you know what? I think that's actually a, a, a pretty good look if you have a team that's sort of ready to win. And this team isn't there quite yet. They're still young. I feel like so it's crazy. Like, so it's hard to dissect how like I think Boonhoser is, is a good coach. So I do think getting him isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. I don't think that's a bad look at all. Um, so I think the Wizards getting Boonhoser, it's okay because you're getting a champion. And, and if you look at his body of work as a, in terms of records, he's he's always he's win bad, he wins basketball games. The issue initially with him was that he was choking in the postseason. Then you know, he finally won the big game, right? He won the he won the championship where I thought like the Suns had all the momentum, you know what I'm saying? And they won that they won that championship. Yeah. So I'm I kind of he's not a bad coach. I think like his situation, him being put like this, him being fired doesn't look as bad because they just fired a coach that was doing well in Griffin. So I don't care. Like him being fired does fired doesn't do anything for me because it shows me that that organization is run by something other than the the ownership like the organization is run by something other than the ownership mm, interesting you know what I'm i feel like the players run like they run that if they run that you know what i'm saying and whoever that is i'm not calling anybody out but whoever that is they run it because there's no they you you fire griffin you fire your championship coach like what are you like like so what are you what are you like what are you looking for you know what i'm saying are you looking to be comfortable before we get to Bilal, i want to say this does a name like Budenholzer, does that make this franchise a more attractive landing destination for free agents? Mark Jackson, mm. to Paul's point, he might be. I think, be a be, I think Mark Jackson would be. I think Mark Jackson better yeah. to come to DC. DC yeah. is an excellent basketball town. Somebody posted on um, X earlier. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might be my man Herb, but I think I think it was. Anyway, he he showed how in the top twenty or twenty five. High school teams in the nation, mm-hmm. five of those top teams are from the DMV, including number two, Paul the Six. Mm. And it just shows, again, the rich basketball culture that we have here. And I think it should be an attractive free agent destination, but it's not right now for obvious reasons because of recent history. But as my, more, as my man Troy Halliburton pointed out, when, when John and Brad were winning and they were facing off against Boston, the town was rocking for the win. I was so lit. If, I was lit. Boy, if, it was lit. You, it was lit. If you can bring the right coach in, I mean, Randy Whitman was a great defensive coach. You bring the right coach in, you get free agents here, and you have a good young nucleus. I think you can you can sort of restore that excitement about Wizards basketball. Period. And Budenholzer or Mark Jackson might be good. Mark Jackson may be better in, in terms of attracting free agents. I don't know what you think. I think Mark. To, I think part Mark Jackson would be way would be better in, in terms of attracting free agents. Oh, we got a comment from Chris. Let me put him out there. Chris said, uh, yeah. "Walking Bucks will collapse. Uh, will collapse the second half because of Giannis and his BS." See, as I'm saying, like exactly, I agree. So that's my thing. Like we can't. I think Bootenhoser is a good coach. I just feel like, yeah, I'm gonna say it. I feel like Giannis got real comfortable. <laughs> like I feel like he Giannis changed. got a little different. Like he got he a little changed. different. He's changed, <laughs> and that's why Bootenhoser got fired, and then that's why Adrian Griffin got like I think Griffin got fired. 
And now they they have an issue with Doc. You know what I'm saying? Like they were winning. Look, they were competitive and they were always having one of the best records in the regular season. And they fired Bootenhoser. They were having one of the best records. They had like second best record in the East and they fired. Then they fired Griffin. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm see, sorry. Paul, I, I think it's more so. I think, I think it's more Giannis well, than him. I think it's more Giannis than him. Well, here's the thing. Giannis, you, you got Drew Holiday. That's what you needed. And and he made them a really good defensive team. And then they went. And, and then what happened? Giannis, and then what happened? Your point. They traded. It him. seems like <laughs> he's changed. He's changed up here, and now here they are with Dame, who is a sexy name. And I love Dame, of course. I love Dame. But I love Dame. Now, Dame, no de- now defensively, you you you're struggling, and you're going to need to be better defensively in order to to come out the East, where Boston's really good offensively. You're going to have to mm-hmm. defend them, and Boston eliminated you last time. They they faced off against you in the playoffs. And then if you if you can make it past Boston or, or Philly or whoever you face off against the East, then you're going to have to see a team like Denver in the finals. So they got to figure out – well, I, I don't want to talk about the Bucks too much, but they got to figure out what they're going to do defensively. I'm going to say that much. But it wasn't Budenholz's fault based on what yeah. we're all saying. It was yeah. more so what we're seeing now. Chris Period. said Mark Jackson to me has been blackballed by the NBA. Oh, for, for sure. Reason, for, for whatever reason, I agree. I don't know what it is, but even definitely. his own organization, he was supposed to supposed to be on yeah. commentary, and for some reason, he he wasn't. He said he turned it down, but there was reports that it was some pushback. I don't know, sure, but you uh, you're right about that. Um, Paul said he's he, uh, he finding out that Dane don't play defense. <laughs> I mean, you're built. The team was built on playing defense, and then you trade the best defender on your team. Mm-hmm. That team was built on playing defense for real, like real talk, and then then you trade the best defender on the team. Um, we had the we had the poll up on the Urban Sports Team X account said should the Wizards go after former Bucks you know Mike Boonehoser um uh, former Buck coach Mike Boonehoser I mean the off season seventy one percent said yes twenty nine percent said no so, <laughs> out there just putting that out there so say it again what's the what's the results I'm sorry seventy one percent said yes oh twenty nine percent said no. Okay, so many people are in favor of it. Yeah. And I, I, it would be nice if, if we can get some comments as to why you're in favor. I have one that said okay. why they're not in favor. Okay, My man at, at Blame A Dub said uh, he was about to get fired if, if he didn't win. He's talking about the championship year. He said he, he loses <laughs> that series, and we're talking about him the same way we talk about Scott Brooks. I'm good on that. Rather have a coach that's great with development. Okay, now that's that's what we're gonna talk about. Look at Paul. Paul like they're crazy because the poet said Buddha Hose they were one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, Wally, you were trying to get the dude from Bullets uh, Forever to come yeah. up because he wrote an article about this as well. Yeah. And according to that article, Wizards fans as a whole are leaning toward Buddha Hose. But yeah, player development was just mentioned, and we talk about Bilal. He's the future of your franchise, Kalabali. Yeah. Um, would Buddha Hose be the right person to develop him? I'm telling you, the older school coaches don't seem to gel with the newer style basketball that's being played, the Steph Curry era of basketball. Look what happened. Jock Vaughn's an excellent coach. Look what my, happened to him. Look what happened to him. Excellent <laughs> coach. And for whatever reason, he and, and I love Cam Thomas. And that's the only thing I didn't like. He played my man Cam well, Thomas. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's what pro- I had that problem with him, too. I didn't have that problem. I didn't, I didn't like that. But I, in terms of the, these young guys connecting, playing, winning basketball, you, you see Nick Nurse have to change teams. When Nick Nurse is a well-respected coach, um, Thibodeau, same thing. It, it's, it's a different style of basketball that's being played, whereas why you see younger guys who aren't as experienced getting opportunities. A la Chauncey Billups got an opportunity when he didn't have the, the, the best coaching resume. So I'm thinking to myself, do you want to go that route or do you want to go old school? The Wizards is going to have to make that decision because the most important thing is, is the fans. It's, it's Kolobali. That's the most important thing. Culture. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa. yeah, yeah. It's Kolobali. I mean, and he, he's shown he's shown flashes. Chris, I feel, I feel, I feel. Wizards were basically where where we were trying to get to get the team before the deadline. Oh, so we got excuse me to gut the team before the deadline. Okay, so sorry to to, to, to that point because Kyle Kuzma came out and said he declined a, a trade because he wanted to build something here. I heard so many people say cap. Bradley Bill said the same thing. He just know he not gonna get as many shots if he goes to another squad. He oh, Bill said cap to, about that. Bill said cap. No, no, Bill didn't. I'm just saying. People said Bill was the same way. Where he, oh he yeah, yeah, about the same. Yeah. I want to build something here. When it's like, no, you know, you you're gonna get a lot of touches. You're gonna get a lot of shots. That's why you want to stay. It's not about winning. Yeah, yeah. Budenholzer to me would be a guy that could come change the culture as well as a Mark Jackson. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because culture is big, like you said, your, your, your star player, your, your future is big. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Budenholz is okay for player development. I don't know why that individual who you referenced thought otherwise. I just think that Budenholzer, I, I I get what that individual was kind of talking about. So, for instance, to me, the the the, the progression in Giannis as a player, I feel like that stems from Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd can put the ball in his hand and let him pretty much play like out play like the one, you know what I mean? Like so, a point forward. So Jason Kidd gave me the the opportunity to play mate before he left uh, Milwaukee, uh, but I do think that Budenholzer took it to another level. So I do agree with you. he took it to another level. So he did help. He did help. The development of Giannis, you know, what I mean, but I think Giannis' development was on his way um, after Kid. Like I thought it was on his way, but I do believe that, yeah, Ray, that he helped the development. And so I feel like everybody's compared Bilal to Giannis, right? That's been a compar- been the comparison. So why not go to a guy who's who's actually coach Giannis? So if he's coach Giannis, and you got a guy in Bilal that's similar to Giannis, it just makes sense to go with him as the coach, and maybe he can get you some something close to Giannis if that's what you're aiming for. Cause he's seen how Giannis worked. And Taj then, just chimed in about about Bilal. I'm in the minority. I don't see Bilal ceiling being as high as some think. Like I feel like, what's the ceiling? Like, what what do what do they think? Cause I do think Bilal. Or this is my ceiling for Bilal. This is my thoughts of Bilal. Bilal is can be first team all defense. I see that easily. Like Bilal can be first team all defense. Scott work on his offense. I'm not gonna not. He does. He has to work on his offense, um, but I see him being a a, a a two-way player. Like he's definitely a two-way player. Like he can he can get you in today's NBA. He'll probably he can get you 20 eventually. All you gotta do is hit a corner three. Uh, he'll get you 20 eventually. Um, he's not scared. He'll bang on you. So I do think that Bilal has the the ability to be a two-way one of the better two-way players in the NBA. That that I, that that's my ceiling for Bilal. Is he a superstar? I wouldn't go as far as saying superstar, but I think he'll yeah. be an impact. He'll be an impactful player. You still I need a star with Bilal. Okay, you still need a star with Bilal, though. You do need a star with Bilal. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where Taj mm-hmm. is going. And then, based on our oh, discussion, okay. yeah, based on the, our discussion. Oh, oh, oh no, Wilkins. not Gerald Wilkins. No, no, not like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Taj, man. Taj, hey, not Taj. that. Go- <laughs> You you bring you bring our, our age bracket right into the discussion. He man. does though. He said Gerald Wilkins. You have no idea who Gerald Wilkins is. That oh, listen man. to the show, man. It's dope. Oh, oh, oh Trey, yeah, Trey oh, Jones. Tyus? Yeah, Tyus Jones. He's Tyus Jones. Still Tyus uh, Jones? Yeah. Um, okay. I like Tyus. So we we basically got two names. We got two names. We got um Mark Jackson and we got Buddha Hoser. For either one of those guys, how long would it take mm-hmm. for them? To make the Wizards competitive, going to what Dujane is saying, they got some players, but they need to develop uh, a, a more complete roster. Also, he said have the ability to put the right guys on the floor. How yeah. long would it take to make the Wizards competitive against somebody who got right got... away and said at least three, at least three years? I don't think they got all the. I'm not saying they got five. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think Paul is almost about right. Um, Dang, I wouldn't say they got that much talent. Uh, I think Paul. I think Dujane. I think Dujane being a little nice. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I think that their roster as as constructed. Mm. Taz, I'm with you, man. Oh, he said that. I mean, let me put it. I like San Jose. I've been yeah. loving San Jose. Yeah, I've been. He said the too. fans don't have five years. I I agree with that, especially yeah. if you're talking about relocating. Mark Jackson or San Jose. <laughs> so this is my art. So I'm gonna get back to it. So, hmm. I do. I think that <laughs> I, if you're talking about talented players, like all right, winning players and talented players are totally different. So I'll put it that way. Like Kuzma's not a winning player. I know he's got a championship, but he's a winning player with superstar players around him. That's different. You know, he's not a winning player if he's the main, if he's one of your focal points. He's not the main player. He's not a winner for you. Um, Jordan Poole, self-explanatory. I think we all know what Jordan Poole is. I'm not going to try, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Bilal was the piece that I feel like is a winning player. Like Bilal, yeah, I, I kind of see where Paul's coming from. Bilal is he like calling Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, Bilal is a player that I feel like you can win with. And it should be told, I think we got I gotta give give homie his flowers. Uh Corey Kisper has gotten so much better as a basketball player. Like he's a dude that I feel like is a winning player. Though I don't think he'll be, I don't think he needs to be here though. I think he'll be traded. I think Corey Kisper will be traded and he won't be part of this team's. Uh, uh, don't get me started on him, man, because I want to camp. He's been Thomas good, bro. He's there. been good. Real talk, he's been really good. He ain't Cam Thomas, though. No, Cam care. Thomas don't even be messing up, too. Don't Stop, dude, stop it, because Cam Thomas, 
No matter. He's a volume score. He's a volume score. Dog. And he's not a winner. And I love Cam Thomas. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. He's a jacker. <laughs> what, what's the Wizards record? Exactly. Don't matter. He, no, he would be good with the Wizards, though. I go hold you. He would be good with the Wizards. Exactly. I like I like Cam Thomas. But don't don't crap. Like I'm be real. If you like break down Corey Kisper's game, he's now he's got off the dribble. He got Pat with his game now. He shoots the three from from distance. He's he's a solid basketball. He's a Sam good basketball. Sam is coming up again. Thank you, Midget. I'm telling you, listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul is on fire tonight, bro. I want, I want hey. to go to, to Detroit. Hey, put, some, put, some water, put some water on Paul, man. Damn, you want to take Monty out of there? Uh, um, they caught. <laughs> I'm just and, and I like and I like I like Cam Thomas. I think he's awesome. But I'm just saying, like, man, it, it's it's a whole lot of draft loves. I'm not gonna go into right now. However. Yeah. But with Corey's with been roster, good, bro. Real I agree, talk. I agree, with, I agree with everybody's assessment. Dujanae, you were a little nice, but uh, <laughs> I, I, the only part I, I think five years as a fan. This is my yeah, this is my yeah. fan hat. I yeah. think that is a too long of a wait. You, if you don't if you don't make a, a run for the playoffs, I'm not talking about the playing. If you're not a top six seed in the next five years, that's a serious. Man, there'll be a playing. Oh, there'll be a playing team for a minute. That's the that's where they aiming for. They got. No, here's the yes. thing. Yes, they or look at OKC. Let's just look at okay. They'll be like okay. They they'll be lucky to get the OKC route. Okay, that true. took a while. But that took a you while. could be Indiana. You make one trade, and then that change, and you and you draft a good player. It could change the trajectory of your team. You yeah. they they already had Miles Turner on that squad. I'm telling you. Oh, did you did you read uh what Chris said? You, you saw what Chris said this. You put this out there. I ain't see it. I'm trying to get hate to say it, but I don't see a ring. Oh in there. yeah, I, I saw that. I, yeah, no ring in the future. I, maybe maybe the mid season tournament ring. Uh, Chris, we, we gonna be nice. They ain't even getting that. That's too nice. Why are you being so? Why are you being nice to Dujanay? <laughs> uh, mm, playing round in two years. Okay, that ain't too bad. Um, Paul, now you being nice. Now you being like Dujanay, Paul. No, not even playing. Why can't you be in a playing tournament? They're not going to be that bad. They're not going to be that good. They're not dog. We, but we're talking about with Mark Jackson or Mike Budenholz as coach now. Oh, put, my bad. Put your my hypothetical bad. hat on. Oh, you're talking with another coach. Okay. Yeah. You're talking with another coach. Oh, yeah. That's different then. Because right now, there's no structure to what they're doing. They have no structure. I watched watch Jordan Poole. Dude. He trying to, he's trying to cross, <laughs> and then he, and I'm like, it's just bad shot selection. Like, okay, did you watch? Whoever's listening Bro. to, I'm asking you, Wale, did y'all watch the Dallas game? They were up double digits, yeah, for about five minutes to play, and Jordan yeah, right is still trying to get his moves off. I'm like, what are we doing? The ball movement was was working. You can defend one shot; it's easy. Any of us can do that. Five years is too long, especially if Ted wants VA to to pay for that arena. Yeah, that's true. Oh, 100. It's 100% Dodge. That's right. For real. Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey Paul, crazy, man. Oh, man. Chris. Chris, that's oh, right. Chris, hey, yeah. He is, uh, bro. I'm serious. He is. He is, Chris. He is. Um, Here's the thing. Most of us, y'all can tell me in the chat as well, do you agree that the fans are trusting what Winger and this group is going to do. Okay, you, you're trusting them to, to to get this franchise back on the right track, meaning you trust them to pick the right coach. That That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I the, the the change in the front office structure was totally necessary, and they were able to share Brad's contract. They made a lot of good changes. I wish they would have kept CP for real, because look, we see what Jordan Fuller's doing. You know, CP might have been hurt, but still, he always helps younger guys. He always he helps he, younger guys. He, he, had, OKC, he they, had OKC, Houston. But they knew that. Winning. But they knew that. That's why they traded him. They knew that. They knew that. <laughs> That's why they traded They knew that. I'm telling you. They did not want to win. I, I agree. Whoever said it would take it with Chris. They knew that. They knew that. Hey, hey, Taj, I'm right there with you. We grew up, we grew up at, at, at USA Arena at, at the Capitol Center, man. Yeah. We've been hurting for years, bro. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah, see, Paul, I, thank you, Paul. We we trust these guys. Lakers, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm you right That's what I'm talking about, Chris. That's what I'm talking about, Chris. Where's Chris, are you from the DMV? Thing? Come on, come on home, bro. Chris, that's what I'm talking about. I, we sucked though, yeah. Chris. Now. We sucked Chris, up, y'all bro. about to have Bronny James on y'all team. Nah, he, uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but... But we, what we do, I think, as a whole, the the fan base is trusting this new front office, and if we are, then we gonna we're gonna trust they're gonna make the right decision. And right now, fans want Mike Budenholzer, but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen, unfortunately. And 
Why uh, Mark Jackson? Why? I highly doubt Mark Jackson for the same thing Chris said. He's pretty much been blackballed. Um, yeah. And where does that leave you? You looking for the next hot assistant? Uh, are you looking for a college coach? What I think I'm trying to get a young dude. Do? I think I'm trying to get a young dude. That's what I think. I feel like that's what they're gonna do. But I think Boonholz. I think Boonholz. It, it would go. You know what? I think Boonholz is the type of coach that goes to a winner. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying hmm. we out here. That's what I'm talking. We outside. I'm talking about yeah, Chris, Dujanay. We outside. We here. He said, we "Please here. no." He said, "Please no." <laughs> they said, leave Ronnie alone, man. Just let Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Let Ronnie be Ronnie, man. That's how they get it. Let Ronnie be Ronnie, man. No, no Dude, pressure on Ronnie. It, it's going to take one big free agent signing to be and here. a splash in the draft, and that's going. You no, know, I don't ever get. I never get that though. I never like. That's the thing. I don't ever get being or trade. Maybe it's because I we we live here, but it's Washington D.C. I never get why I like a a basketball player never chooses Washington. Like the way they choose him at the end, like Paul Pierce chose chose Washington. <laughs> Michael Jordan. No, we always get the, we always get the brother. We always get the brother. To yeah, start. like we a Harvey. You know what I'm saying. Harvey and was good. That's my guy. But he Harvey was, was good. But you know, he was. You know what I mean? Horse with we had, we had Brent Price. We had Brent Price. <laughs> we didn't have Mark. We didn't have Mark. <laughs> the, the the list goes on. Yeah, I'm just know. saying. Like, why? Why? How come? Like, when it's like free agent period, and DC, it's DC, man. It's 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 the city, especially when it was popping, and you be like. Mm. Like you would expect that some some these players would choose DC over some of these other uh spots and they don't. I'd be like, it's wild. Well, dude. see, Todd, I'm hoping that because the front office has been restructured, that you'll now trust this front office. That that's I mean, trust this organization. Mm. That's my hope. Is that yeah, it's, it's a different look. Wrong. That's why this coaching hire is, is important because that's gonna continue to signify that this cause that the, that this franchise and culture changed, basically. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. Dang, no, no. the Wiz though. I appreciate y'all. The Wiz, the Wiz win. You know how lit it was when 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 Gil was winning. Gil had the clubs popping. That's that what I'm saying. Had his, he had his at that time we... at, at at love. Diddy was there. Oh, which now now what we hearing may not have been the best thing, but still it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal. TD Jakes was at love, man. Hey, go ahead, go ahead, stop. Hey, stop. Hey, Gil, Gilbert Arenas, we already know. And, and remember, Wole, when we did our first live show, this was back in like 2011. We True. public bar, DC. Yeah, yeah, DC. The, 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 the stadium, the stadium girls came up in there. Hey, go ahead, Chris. The stadium, <laughs> the stadium girls came up in there, and they said, "Our favorite celebrity, not not athlete, celebrity was Andre Black." They said he spends the most money. Look, oh yeah, I remember that, John. They did say that the stadium chicks did say that the city was popping, man. They said, hey. Andre, I do remember that. Oh, bro, I'm telling you. But 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 you you create buzz, you create excitement, and this is a basketball town. You know the 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 commanders are they they they're still the kings of this town. You know what I'm saying? They winning, and this is 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 beyond amazing. Yeah, Asian Zero era and Walton. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That's it. They she didn't say Bradley Bill era. That's you said. Listen, that. do you do you know how much better this show will be if the Wiz are winning right now? My goodness, it'd be dope. You know, yeah, we had a whole DC. If DC was on fire with the teams, we'd be killing it. For sure, for sure, dog. for sure. No, yeah. no, no doubt. Um, but yeah. something has something has something has to happen. So the next coach, uh, yeah, we'll have to figure it out. We go, that's for a later show. Yeah, Hopefully, definitely. I get some more intel. Boone hoses who uh, a lot of the fans want, but I don't see happening for the reasons we're talking about. And then Mark, Chris, Jackson, you talking about the NFL? Sam Cassell is probably not even in the running. Say what? I said Sam Cassell is probably not even in the. I don't know why he. I don't know why he. He needs. He should have been. He, need, he needs to be somewhere, man. Yeah. And and, and what why. he did in his pro career, is, yeah. Is, of course, messing up the fans. Second to none. Mm -hmm. Oh, he said both drafts. Oh, NFL. He's talking about NFL. Can't wait for NFL. Oh, both drafts. Yeah. NFL. He said, yeah. Chris, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Discussion tonight, fam. We we got the Wiz. We got the Commanders. Both in rebuilds. <laughs> both. You know, different energy with basketball team. I agree. The city does have different energy when the basketball team is winning. I agree with that. Tell me about it, bro. I agree. I agree. You don't want to be on the red line when the team is winning. Trade for Fields. Like, hey, dang, Chris, you like me? Oh, Chris, I ain't mad at this one. I ain't going to lie to you. I kind of want Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm kind of swaying myself to what Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I kind of, I ain't going to lie. I've been, I've been like, I'm like, Chris, I don't see, see you with me, bro. I feel like, <laughs> like, Drake may, 
and Daniels are far behind Marvin. I don't know if you believe me. I ain't only with me. I feel like Marvin is that much better than them two dudes. Don't start that right. You now. know what I'm saying? We that's, that's gonna be a that's actually truth be told. Topic. That's a topic for another show. I ain't gonna hold you. That's a topic for another show. I'm saving that one because I know it's gonna be controversial and a lot of people don't want to hear it. Good stuff, man. But we about to close this show. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate y'all, man, for real. We do. We truly appreciate it. <laughs> what you hey, see? Tell me about Roll it. Tell me about it. See? Ain't lying. I'm just saying. He betting everybody. I ain't lying, bro. I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. Hey, there they go. go there. See what I'm saying? You I'm just saying. There. Paul with me. He said, I ain't lying. We all here. Anyway, we outside. Anyway, also, also make sure you follow us on X. Urban Sports Scene. I hey, at Urban Sports Scene. Much love. Chris. IG Appreciate at Urban you, Sports Scene. Like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Uh, also, check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media at amplifiermedia.com. And this show can be found on the on the podcast DC app. Download the podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. I don't know what I said. Also, appreciate you too, Todd. No, appreciate you. Also, bro. make sure you subscribe to our uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. All right, y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig? Deuces. We out. Peace. <laughs> Randy Orton.